Today, we cover the Derby demolitions that were. North London Derby goes the way of Arsenal, 3-1. Manchester Derby saw City win 6-3, and Leicester took it to Forest 4-0. Elsewhere, Grand Potter was off and running at Chelsea with a dramatic win in South London. We'll cover all that was from Match Week 9, everything from the six-goal thriller at Anfield to Fat Frank's streaking Everton. This is the Premiership Perusal Podcast. Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Back, Fuchs. And the ball in behind Damian Bunny! You are an ostrich. Well, your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand? Now the fans are shouting every week, Louis van Gaal's army! Louis van Gaal's army! Feet after a fabulous start, the game just got away from you there. I have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all? And we're live. How's it going? There were definitely no delays in getting this podcast started. It wasn't that long. We had to fight off the hackers. Yeah, the, they're the cyber to... warfare happened it... in this podcast studio. Yeah, and if you're blaming any fans, it's probably Villa fans because we're going to bash DVG. Trying to shut down the podcast. Make it stop. Yeah, that's what it was. But we carry on. The podcast continues. It's getting to match week nine. Match week nine. Already nine. Last single digit match week of this season. How about that? Over a fourth of the way through the season. First game. Big one. Of the match week. Arsenal versus Tottenham at the Emirates Stadium to the lineups for Arsenal. Ramsdale, White, Gabriel, Saliba. Sinchenko, Partey, Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, Jaka, and Gabby Jesus. For Tottenham, Lloris, Dyer, Romero, Langley, Hoiberg, Emerson Royale, Perisic, Bentancourt, Hunman Son, Richarlison, no Kulishevsky out injured. Yeah. And Harry Kane. Well, people say that it's because Kulishevsky in 2019 or whatever gave an interview, his favorite team. It's Arsenal, so he's not allowed to play against them. Respect. Respect. Wouldn't that kind of suck? Like, obviously you wouldn't turn down playing for Tottenham, but, like... Yeah, that would if be... If you had to, yeah. <laughs> you have to play, like, for the rivals of your favorite team. You just have, like, no emotional connection. Well, I mean, it's funny, though, because Kulishevsky, Serge Aurier, Arsenal fan. Okay. Um, Bale. Daugherty. Bale, uh, Harry Kane, there's a picture of him as a young lad. Okay, but there's a lot of Wearing that. an Arsenal jersey. There's like the ultimate back and forth is Connor Cody. He's like <laughs> apparently a Liverpool supporter, but then there's like a yeah. lot of young pictures of him in Everton's academy, and it's like, okay, where does this even? Well, I'll tell you what. You don't see any Arsenal players saying they're a fan of Spurs. Yeah, because everyone says who? 
Yeah. All right. To the game. To the game. Enough Tottenham bashing. We'll, we'll save that for other actual gameplay, which is deserving of being bashed. Yes. I'll tell you what. Tottenham in this one, I couldn't believe just... I can believe the lack of energy because they showed that against Chelsea. But the yeah. amount of turnovers they had, especially Larice early on, was like, wow. They just like had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, I wasn't surprised by Arsenal getting started with possession in the first half. But I was surprised just how, like, I guess low energy. They didn't really seem all that up for the match. That's how they were against Chelsea, too. They just were content to have it taken to them. I mean, I guess when you play that sort of style. Yeah. Maybe more The only way to get up is, like, if the other team's you know, kind of piling on and you catch a break or something here and there and you have a counter, but there's nothing going forward for Tottenham until probably like 20 minutes in, if that, a little later. really came like after Arsenal scored the first goal. Yeah, the Partey banger. 28th minute. Was it after a corner kick? I can't remember exactly, but it fell to Partey on the edge of the box, hits it first time, just a beautiful curling effort unsavable yeah not not getting to that one mr lurius i just remember that ben white laid it off to him that's all i remember yeah i think it was a corner but i can't be sure and then after the arsenal goal tottenham woke up from their slumber somewhat uh went down to the other end got a penalty a foul on Mm. none other and Granite Jaka. Yeah, you know, Tottenham kind of right before their goal, they kind of worked a nice counterattack, and they got a chance, and Perisic ripped it wide, and it's like, oh, man, you feel like if you're going to have those couple chances, you got to take advantage of them. Yeah. And then they came right back down and followed up with another counterattack in which they won a penalty. And Harry Kane slotting it, 1-1. The man who scores, like, a ridiculous amount of penalty goals. He does. In the North London Derby. Yes. And you're thinking, huh, maybe maybe Tottenham getting back into the game. Yeah, they can hang around. Um, Yeah, Arsenal just not able to push through Tottenham and pin them in like they were earlier. Um, kind of opposite of that, really, for a bit. But mainly more balance as the half went on. I would say that the one highlight for the rest of the first half was the Gabby Jesus run think around like the 38th minute or something like that ended up in a shot right at Larice, but mm-hmm. the dribble sequence was, was yeah. fantastic goes into halftime one one second half arsenal don't take long to get the scoring open for the second half it's the Larice spillage and it's Larice. it was the initial shot saved by Larice. And then it fell to Romero, who kind of passed it back to Lloris, and it just went right through the wickets. Well, not really. Kind of. I don't know. He, he didn't catch it. His arm wickets. He didn't catch it. Tottenham couldn't get the ball. Gabby Jesus got it, and he put it away. Yeah. And he put it away. It was not the the best spell of play from Tottenham, that's for sure. No, and they continued having a terrible half as Arsenal kind of had the bulk of chances in the second half. Um, Tottenham were just really struggling on the ball. 
Yeah. And this is one of those games where it's like if you're down, it feels like at one point that other team's going to try and shut up shop and just kind of give you possession of the ball, but Arsenal kind of just suffocated Tottenham. Tottenham not really able to do much on the ball. And this just kind of shows Tottenham's midfield is yeah not that great. And it seemed like, you know, there'd be a time where Tottenham would have a counterattack. And if they just had the one pass to really break it open, mm-hmm. they would always mess up that pass. Yeah. And it would just dissipate the counterattack. You know who I didn't notice really in this game that much? Richarlison. Yeah, yeah, him too. Son? Yeah. Yeah. But he had a hat trick against Leicester. Yeah. I thought Son was not very good, had a lot of bad passes. Uh, he actually has like two goals less than Gabby Jesus, sweetie. Okay, <laughs> so his season's just as good. Stat boosting. Yeah, against Leicester. Against Leicester, and then Martinelli. The big de- defining moment in the match. A little, little nice sequence there between him and Jaka. I mean, yeah. it was mainly Jaka, but Martinelli on my fantasy team. Yes, sir. Get in. Yes, uh, but we missed. The red card. No, well, we don't need to talk about it. I mean, <laughs> who honestly cares? I mean, would it have made a difference? Um, probably, probably not, but it, like, sealed the deal, you know? Yeah, it's Emerson Royale. He's so stinky. He is really bad. But break down the red card. Red card, Emerson Royale just goes flying in a challenge on, I forget who it was on. Was it Martinelli? I think so. Martinelli... Yeah, or maybe Saka. Just a a terrible challenge. I mean, nowhere close to getting the ball somewhat high up. Mm-hmm. Some people were saying, well, is that a red? But it's just like the Hank the Hank school of thought is like, yeah, if should he be so making that challenge? Yeah, no, he shouldn't. And that's no. why it should be a red. Yeah. Um, yeah, Arsenal go to win 3-1. 3-1, you have to get the third goal. Granit Xhaka, like you were saying, nice link of play. Granit Xhaka, Mr. Goal Scorer this year. Yeah, what can you say? He's trying to go for the yeah, yeah, Torre season. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully next season he doesn't, like, fall off a cliff then. Yeah, I you know, impressive win by Arsenal. It There is something about Tottenham's lack of intent in these big games that they've had so far this year, where it's just like I really – I don't know. I guess they're going to have to be like uh, the Wenger Arsenal teams towards the end where it's like they got all their points against yeah. the bad teams and then you the lose big games. Every it's, big game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think it's got to be so like demoralizing the way that they play. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you would like to think that you have quality, but yet yeah. you are clearly don't because you have to sit so far in and only play on the counter. Yeah, especially in a away match, you know, where the home team is dominating possession, the fans are behind the home team, and you have nothing going for you. You just got to sit back and try and weather the storm, maybe get a counterattack. Are you worried about Tottenham's chances to make the top four? Not worried, but I guess at this moment in time, would you say what's more likely, Tottenham or... United, probably Tottenham, five points ahead of United. What about Liverpool, Tottenham or Liverpool to make the top four? 
I still feel like Liverpool just has more quality, but it all comes down to the injuries with Liverpool, really. Yeah. I, I mean, feel like Liverpool really don't have luck on their side at all this year. Well, I mean, there's luck, and then there's, like, being unprepared, you know? Well, yeah, but, I mean, look at last year with they had luck on their side, and that's how yeah. they are able to string together so many of these wins. Now this year that they're not getting quite the same bounces, so I think it's fair to say they don't have that luck on their side. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like if you go in the year with not many guys and you go in with those guys and they're injury-prone, yeah. it's like you're asking for it, but at the same time it's, you know. Yeah, I don't think that's unlucky necessarily at that point that's fair because you you had the maybe opportunity it's just last year they yeah it. maybe last year's just they were super lucky were now lucky. this year it's regular yeah but, um this yeah, year I'm just it's wondering if, like the law of averages I don't know, tottenham, tottenham worry me yeah it's pretty not a good uninspired i mean they have the least amount of passes into the final third of any team in the premier league yeah that's bad but uh, you know, if you if we're looking at the top teams, you got Arsenal and City at the top, and then you kind of have a little power gap, and it's the Tottenham, rest, yeah. Chelsea, maybe Liverpool, power gap, United. Yeah, and I mean, each of those teams have had games where they have looked pretty bad. So I think it's still there to play for. I don't think anyone's ruled out or necessarily guaranteed mm-hmm. a spot of those remaining for sure teams. this is why I, this is why i ask see where we're at with them yeah uh arsenal real quick will you give them a 25 percent chance to win the title 25 percent no way city 75 arsenal 25 i think that's where it's sitting right now i think arsenal until arsenal actually drop off then it's it's until you prove me wrong like i'm gonna have faith in them i don't know what to tell you as an Arsenal fan, here's my perspective. I think we've had a pretty easy schedule so far. And I think there will be a reality check coming up here. Well, I mean, you can say you had an easy schedule, but you did miss out on having to play Everton as they're hot. Yes. The hot Everton. Hot Everton. You get to play Liverpool, Leeds. The City game, for whatever reason, says it's postponed. I'm not sure why. Southampton. Forest, Chelsea. It's like Arsenal don't have to play any tough teams ever. I think it's it's more so like when Arsenal do play those games where, you know, when they play City or something yeah. and they get beat, how do they respond from that? I don't think we've quite... I mean, I suppose there was the United game and they bounced back from that. But, you know, I'm just cautiously here sure saying i don't think we're gonna win the title sure. <laughs> but anyways moving on moving on to oh yes a stupendous match i didn't hate it i think we both called a draw here or something yeah i think one one i think i said one one and so to the lineups for bournemouth neto mepham adam smith is it senesi 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 I think it's one of those. Okay. So just I just say know he's all from PSV, the PSV man himself. Just call him Marcos. Even though I think he's from F- Feyenoord. Marcos. The Dutch man, the Dutch, the Dutch RG. Uh, Zwerma, Cook, Lerma, Tavernier, <laughs> Billing, 
Solanke, Kiefer Moore. Lerma and Zwerma need to be next to each other. Zwerma? Zamura? No, Zwerma. Zwerma? It's the Zimbabwe accent. You wouldn't know. You're not Zimbabwean like I am. Zwerma? Zwerma, Larma, Shmarma. Brentford, we have Raya, Henry, me, Jansen, Ayer, Jansen, Baptiste, Yanel, Tony, and Buemo, and Damsgaard. Yeah, Brentford mixing it up a little bit after some not so unfavorable results. results. Yes. Um Brentford really on the attack early in this game but really find, uh hard to find that connecting pass it felt like. Yeah, the, I mean the first half they were fairly in control but really their only chance was like right away third minute Damsgaard forced uh, Neto in a good into a good save. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, there really wasn't that much between the two teams. Yeah, um, I mean, Bournemouth came back and had a good amount of possession for the next like 10, 15 minutes, and yeah. they just weren't getting close to the net, really. Yeah, it was kind of the same thing where they, they'd have some possession but weren't able to find, I don't they know how, really... how to call it, but like their efficient spell, you know, like in yeah, previous games. Yeah, it's a lot of times what Bournemouth are able to do in these other games is they're at one point just able to kind of exploit the – wide spaces in the pitches to allow them to go more north-south. Yeah. This game, they weren't ever able to go north-south. Yeah. They were constantly going side-side. Um, then we get the IA risky tackle. Originally called a pen. Reviewed. Pen is not given. This was a, a weird one. Yeah. Because it was like, well, his first leg like takes him out, and then his mm-hmm. second leg gets the ball. I thought that it was one of those in American football where they like can't f- officially confirm it, so they leave the call on the field and they say call stands. Yeah. I figured they would have just left this as a penalty because it's like, well, you, it's hard to overturn it, yeah. and we did call it a penalty. But yeah. if you wouldn't have called it a penalty, it also would have been hard to say, well, that's a penalty. Right. So I figured they would have just left it, but they overturned it. I was kind of a bit surprised. Yeah, it doesn't fall under the clear and obvious. Yeah. You know, but. That doesn't mean anything anyway. So, yeah, I thought Zwarma it should have been a able to get away with one there. Well, I mean, it's Ayer on Zwarma, but... Zwarma got screwed. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> um, Chance right before half is Ben Mee, big stop on that was uh, Tavernier. Tackle. Yeah, Ben Ben Mee was fantastic this game. I felt this game, there's something about when it's nil-nil and you might be, oh, it's kind of boring. This game was genuinely the defenses were just good. Yeah, there's there's sometimes where the defenses are just good, and the attack while it might not be the best, it's not like the attack was just so bad that the defense didn't have to do much to be good. Mm-hmm. That the defense was just superior in this one. I thought it was interesting too because I thought the teams were kind of fairly evenly matched up, um, and it wasn't just like one team continuously putting the pressure on. Like yeah, Brentford did have more spells of possession, but you know Bournemouth had their their spells as well. Yes. Uh, second half, we have a goal line clearance by none other than Ivan Tony on the Kiefer Moore header. That was crazy. Yeah, it was like Matrix r- style, right on the line. He's like Just going flick backwards. It Just flick, flick the leg up last second, get off the line. Kiefer Moore, your guy robbed. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
Later in the half, Ivan Tony had a chance off the volley that went just wide. Really good chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just solid defense, honestly, by both sides in this one. Yeah, Brentford really ramped up the pressure, like, in the second half of the second half. Yeah. Um, but Bournemouth, solid defensively, maintained their shape. And and you know what I really liked about Bournemouth, actually? I thought it was interesting because they decided to opt for Kiefer Moore. Yeah. And Solanke. Yes. In this one. And I thought that was interesting because, you know, Brentford liked to score goals from set pieces. So bring in some extra height. Yeah. And I think it really uh, neutralized Brentford's attack. That's fair. Just get some big bodies in the way and it'll help out. Finishes yeah. nil-nil. Uh I guess I learned a bit more about, I guess, Brentford in this one. I got a little more reassurance. Not that I needed a ton, but with their defense. Sometimes their defense isn't always the best. Even when they win, they'll, like, allow one. Feels like they don't always keep a ton of clean sheets. Um, Mm -hmm. Damsgaard, probably one of his best games so far. Yeah, I think it was just a bad matchup, honestly. They both they both uh, neutralize each other quite well. Yeah. Defenses uh, against the attack. Moving on. Next match. Crystal Palace versus Chelsea. The Connor Gallagher Darby. Yes. To the lineups. Guaita, Ward, Mitchell, Gehi, Klein, Olise, Eze. Ducore, Ayu, Zaha, Edward for Chelsea. Kepa. Yes. The most expensive goalkeeper in the world. Chilwell, Silva, James, Fafana, Jorginho, Kovacic, Mount, Havertz, Aubameyang, and Raz Sterling. What a lineup Grand it, Potter it put out so there. It is so weird to see Aubameyang in a Chelsea. It Chelsea. is. It's it doesn't feel real, especially yeah. since Tuchel's gone. It feels like a dream. You must be dreaming. It's like you play a video game and then you turn on colorblind mode and then all the colors. Are or I was just thinking, it's an absolute FIFA transfer. That too, it is a FIFA transfer. Aubameyang <laughs> <laughs> unveiled at Chelsea. It's like what? Uh all right. to the game. First chance. First goal. Crystal Palace gallop through the midfield. First cross finds Edward. An amazing ball by Mr. Ayu. Yeah, that Dime was dropper. Nice. <laughs> Dime dropper Ayu. See, Chelsea didn't expect it. They're like, Ayu, uh, he's trash. You, yeah, how would you know? You're like, we only expected him to press. Yeah. He's out here dropping dimes. He's not supposed to do anything on offense. Um, Palace pushing fast on the counterattack. Etse with a good shot, better save by Kepa. I thought Palace did an amazing job in this game of playing their style mm-hmm. to a T. They look strong. Um, Chelsea, on the other hand, kind of patient in attack, making nice runs in behind at the right times. They just couldn't really click um, at first, but big chance for Mount. As he heads it wide, great ball from Kai Havertz. Mason Mount just still not able to get right. Scored for England during the break, but just not 
going for him right now at Chelsea. Yeah. Um, Chelsea with cutback pass leading to Raheem Sterling hitting the post. Kind of had a feeling of Chelsea doing everything they can and then can't score kind of feel. 83% possession mm-hmm. at the 25th minute for Chelsea. And then questionable call. <laughs> questionable call in favor of Chelsea. Mr. Silva gets a yellow. Could have, should have, would have been a red. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I mean, to, <laughs> well, to grab the ball, well, touch like that. the ball, oh, trip the guy. Yeah, he's on a breakaway. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, I mean, my first thought was like, I think that should be a red card. Yeah, he kind of got away with the, the veteran move, I guess. Yeah, he's such a you know, he's got the moxie. He's got the the He's shifty tactics, yeah. Plays like, it off oh, like it's I nothing. Grab yeah, the ball. Tell, what happens? What do you mean? Hey, we're all friends here. Yeah. <laughs> um, got reviewed. Nothing. Just the yep. yellow card. And then a couple minutes later, Chelsea. He gets the assist. He gets the assist. The long ball up. Tiago Silva heads it down to Obama Yang. Nice turn in shot. From Aubameyang. That ball by Reese James to Silva was Ooh, dirty. Mint. Right before half, we had an indirect free kick. Yes. That was great. <laughs> oh, I love, love that. It. I, unfortunately, it was terrible. Yeah. Mount puts it wide off the side netting, but... Seven yards out and... Joel Joel Ward with that back pass. That was fantastic. <laughs> Seven yards out and Mount couldn't even hit the target. No. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Uh... Halftime goes in 1-1. Second half, Palace, a little more possession this half to open. Um, and it felt it felt like everyone on Palace is getting hurt right now. Does it not feel that way? There were a lot of injuries in this game. Yeah, I mean, Palace. even before Long the game, there's, there's yeah. a couple guys hurt for Palace. Yeah, because this one, uh, wasn't it Klein had an yeah. injury? In Klein, a- he got hurt but kept playing, but yeah, clearly in some discomfort. Yeah. So that's unlucky. Yes. Um Kepa and Guaita I thought had good games. When called into action they, they made their saves. Yeah. Uh as both sides had plenty of chances. Chelsea, as we got closer to the end, kinda of felt like they were one pass away. And then in the very end it didn't matter that they were one pass away because they just ended up hitting an absolute belter. A blast outside the box. Connor Gallagher. On the return. Unbelievable. To Selhurst. He had to do him dirty. Got the standing ovation when he got subbed on. Yeah. Hey, respect though, he didn't celebrate. No. I mean, could you imagine if he would have? That would have been a dick move. That would have been bad juju. I mean, when you score the winner and it's just a banger like that, it'd be hard not to, but the man respects Palace, and I I respect that. Exactly. Finishes 2-1. Graham Potter, first Premier League game in charge of Chelsea. First Premier League win. Yeah. What were your thoughts on how Chelsea looked this game under Potter with the 4-2-2-2? Yeah, it was definitely a difference from from the Tuchel ball, the yeah. the U ball. Definitely a lot this more was spaced the y, out. The Y ball. They form a Y. Yes. <laughs> more spaced out. It wasn't like just get as many guys 
to stand in the box at the same time, like actually rotate the ball, try and move the defense around. And of course, I mean, it wasn't the best, but I think it's better than than the than the U ball that they were yes. playing. And I think the subs that came on did a good job to change the game, especially Gallagher, of course. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I think there's still a lot of progress to be made, but I think they're heading in the right direction. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Graham Potter will want to do when he has money to bring in transfers he wants. Yeah, um, Leo Trossard, like, number one. Yeah, oh, oof, well, off that hat trick, might as well, right? I feel like there's going to be something regarding the midfield. I still don't feel great about this midfield, and there's talk now about they just let Conte leave at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, I think you got to do I, some retooling, refresh. Yeah. As good as Conte can still be, it's like, do you want to pay that much money to a 32-year-old guy who just, I think, is past it now? Maybe not skill-wise necessarily, but the injuries just don't allow him to be what he was. Right. Yeah, he's not playing every game. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that's definitely an area that could be strengthened. And they still need a ball-winner kind of guy. Then they'll have to replace Jorginho and stuff, so... Plenty of work to do with Chelsea. As far as Palace go, I still thought they played well. Kind of been the story of their season, playing well, not getting their results. Yeah. I feel like it's going to start to turn here really quickly. Yeah. Next match. Oh, yes. Mr. Rebound, we call <laughs> Newcastle. Newcastle versus Fulham at the Cottage. To the lineups for Fulham, Leno. Kurzawa making his full yeah. debut. Tosin, Reem, Mbabu, Harrison Reed, Nathaniel Shalaba, De Cordova Reed, Pereira, Dan James, and Mitrovic up front for Newcastle. Nick Pope, Trippier, Botman, Cher, Byrne, Willick, Longstaff, Bruno G back in action. Calum Wilson back in action. Jacob Murphy and Miguel Almiron. What a team. To the match. Newcastle nearly score from a long free kick five minutes in as Dan Burns shot rebounds to Calum Wilson, who taps it just off the post and out. So many posts yeah. and out yes. this season. And then where it all this, goes down. This was a really good ta- uh, challenge right here. If I have to say so myself. Eight minutes in, Nathaniel Chalaba, absolutely on one, <laughs> just goes completely studs up into the shin of Mr. Longstaff. Sean Longstaff. Yeah. About as clear of a red card as you can be. I Wasn't mean, it called was, that way, though. Had to, had to be reviewed. Which is crazy because <laughs> you watch it and he just like comes flying in. Flying in, with no studs regard to up, the ball. right at Longstaff's ankles. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Newcastle had a certain energy about them uh, early on, and this definitely didn't help things for Fulham. Yeah. Uh, I thought the side-to-side for Newcastle and kind of switching up play was working real <laughs> well because <laughs> Fulham was just not able to cover all that space. Yeah, they did look better than they have in the uh in recent weeks where it's yeah. been kind of uninspired. Even even if Chalba's in there, it's still maybe it finishes like 3-1 or something or 3-0, yeah. but it doesn't feel like 
Felt like Newcastle was actually in control. It felt like yeah, peak Newcastle towards the end of last year. Yep. Three minutes later, Newcastle opened the scoring. Callum Wilson finishes off Willick's header after a nice cross from Trippier. Just an absolute goal steal. Why did this? Why did this review take like two to three minutes? I don't remember there being a review. This was reviewed. It was reviewed for like two to three minutes. It was like clear as day. They just had the screenshot up there of all the guys in a line. Oh, checking for offside. Yeah. And I was, was like, what are we looking at? I probably just fast forwarded through that. Probably. <laughs> I was, because I had it on and I was like, what am I looking at? This is, what are we talking about? Um, Newcastle continued to pour on the pressure as expected. I mean, Fulham are out of the game. They were out of the game to start with, and then they go down yeah. to 10. Uh, Wilson has an effort curl just over top corner, and then shortly after, Almiron hits a stunning oh, first-time volley. Miggy. Possibly goal of the season. Oh, Miggy, Miggy, you're so fine. You're so fine, you blow my mind. In the 33rd minute. And then 10 minutes later, Sven Botman from the corner Setter gets saved and hits off the post and falls to Sean Longstaff. Yes. Cleans it up and scores. Gets redemption for Chalaba's tackle on him earlier. Yeah, that marking on that third goal by Fulham, everyone was just standing flat-footed. Burn Lano, like, made a save, and it just didn't matter. It just simply didn't matter. No. Goes in halftime, 3-0. Newcastle add a, a fourth of the game, second for Almiron. Nice little tap in. Yep, back post. Back post. Could have had a hat trick to make it, uh, what, five? Five nil. Five, but he was off. Yeah. And then 88th minute, uh, Bobby Reed grabs a consolation goal. Nice cross from Cubano, but. It's nice to see Newcastle play this well, but it also kind of sucked because the second half of this game was really bad because they just allowed yeah full them to kind of try and play it out but anytime they got like near the halfway line newcastle just was like no you have to go backwards <laughs> no you have to give us the ball and we're gonna hold it yeah there wasn't much Fulham could do in this one nope it was a rough one this might be too soon too soon for me to call this <clears throat> is this the beginning of the end for Fulham's good run i think Fulham was just fulfilling our prophecy that their defense would start to fall apart <laughs> Sure did. Yeah, that was rough. Well, Fulham, I need to see your attack pop off the next game. Otherwise, I'm going to have Marco Silva sacked by January vibes around your team for a while. Absolutely. All right. Next match. Next match. Is it Liverpool? Liverpool and Brighton. Yes, and the Hove. The lineups. Alisson Van Dyke, Shemikas, Matip. Shemika Smatip, <laughs> Alexander Arnold, Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson, Firmino, Sala, Carvalho. How does Henderson just start every game? How's that okay? I don't think they have anyone else. <laughs> uh, Brighton, Sanchez, Webster, Dunk, Feltman, March, McAllister, Caicedo, Estupinan, Estupiniani, nan, 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 something like that. Yeah, I'd say a stupid nun, but I think it's... Trust, 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 trust,
drop right there for Leo Trossard. <laughs> Trossard club mix. Yeah, Trossard, Gross, Welbeck. To the game. Brighton attacking hot and heavy early. Grabbed the lead uh, through two Trossard goals right off the bat to start the game. And they even had chances through Danny Welbeck, too. Yes. The first one. Um, Just an absolute shocker of a attempted clearance from your guy, Hendo. <laughs> and just fell right into the laps of, of Brighton. Uh, Trossard firing it past Allison. And then, like you said, Welbeck had the chance. Header straight at Allison. Uh, Trossard had another chance. And Allison came up with a big save. Yeah. And then he added his second goal in the 17th minute from almost the same exact spot as his first goal. Nice pass from Solly March. Just like that's 2-0, and Klopp is absolutely... The seed this in he's full coming, force. He is coming up with ways in his mind to make sure that, you know, something went wrong to where Liverpool could have possibly lost. If fair stipulations were in place, <laughs> Liverpool would not have lost. It's impossible. It's so impressive. Liverpool can't win unless something catastrophic happens to them that makes them play bad. It's truly incredible. Yes. They're I think they're the best team ever. That's a take. <laughs> the best team that when things go normal and to Jurgen Klopp's plans, they win and they deserve to win. Mm-hmm. But when, you know, it doesn't go his way, it's just because something went wrong. That's true. The pitch was too dry, as they say. <laughs> uh, uh, Liverpool finally awake from their slumber, and uh, Salah forces a save out of Bobby Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Then a couple minutes later, Firmino grabs one back. Weird play, Salah out front, and then kind of does a drop pass to Yeah, but like Firmino. across the face and net slash yeah. the box. and Yeah, nice finish by Firmino. Yeah. Goes in halftime, 2-1. to one. Liverpool in the second second half of the first half were, you know, applying more pressure. Yeah. Well, I think what went right for Brighton in the first half is they're really able to break the press and work around Liverpool's press in such a efficient manner. Yeah, they look completely unfazed. Yeah. They're just like it's in sync as far as a team can be when being pressed by Liverpool in terms of making yeah. the right pass and making a quality pass. And yeah. the fact that it was the correct decision to make that pass. Second half, Liverpool break quite fast, which results in a Bobby Firmino goal. That is some quick counterattack play by Liverpool. Um, Luis Diaz with the assist on that one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, after getting subbed on. I couldn't believe he didn't start this match. Well, you got to give your best player a break. Like, I get he had international duty from, like, South America, but... I don't know, man. You got to be playing Louis D. Nah, <laughs> you just throw him out there. He's he's literally your guy this season. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean Liverpool add a third, um, from a corner. Bobby Sanchez. Bobby Sanchez, come on now, come Th- on now. This son. was one of those Bobby Sanchez moments where you're like, okay. Normally it doesn't end up in a goal. It ends up in like a near goal and you're like, what the hell was that? And then like yeah. the camera pans on him. And he's like adjusting his gloves. Yeah. And he's, he's just like, like pointing yeah. off. Cool. He's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Goal kick. Yeah. yeah. Take this goal kick. 
This one, <laughs> he goes for the punch. He whiffs, and then it just hits off of, uh, I think, Dunk. Or it was Webster, actually. Just just yeah. bounces off of him. Webster was, like, not... He's like, this isn't going to come to me. It goes through, like, four guys, hits him in the arm, and goes in. And yeah. he's like, well, shit. <laughs> uh, so Liverpool take the lead three to two, but then after that... Brighton really get back in the game, applying pressure. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's fair to say Liverpool sat back. I think Brighton just kind of finally got back in the game. Yeah, kind of calmed it down to their pace that they were looking to play at. Yeah, I thought it was impressive that they didn't just kind of say like, oh, "Okay, well, I guess we lost the game." You know, they kept they went after it. Um, Welbeck had a save, or forced Allison into a save. I was gonna say Welbeck save, and then. My guy, Mitoma. This guy's a legend. The yeah. ultimate super sub. Yeah, he came in. He was popping off. Cross goes all the way to the back post. The Trossard shoots and gets enough on it to get it past Allison's hand. Completes the hat trick. And Van Dyke, he, he should have uh, got something, you know, to block the cross. But he just I think this was really the completion of like showing how bad Liverpool's back line is. This game, Van Dyke had yeah. errors, Alexander Arnold had errors, and he's not part of the back line. But Henderson was quite poor. Yeah, not good. It was not good. Yeah, they don't look anywhere near what they used to be. No. Uh, last minute chance. In the 91st minute, Sanchez making a fingertip save on Trent Alexander-Arnold's free kick. Yeah. Absolute superb save. The yin, the yang of Bobby Sanchez. You live and die with Bobby Sanchez. He giveth, he taketh away. And it ends 3-3. What a great game. Um, yes. And we got to see uh, DeGerby dance. DeGerby, what a great first game. I think after the... After they went up 2-0, he was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, he couldn't believe it. What is this he team was so I, hyped. I inherited? He's like, this team is amazing. I already like his energy. Yeah, I mean, the dance around, that was fantastic. The Just like yeah. rapid feet in a circle. Yeah, He's so doing good. a ladder drill. So good. Uh, Liverpool, this is just concerning. There's no way to put it. Um, I don't trust anyone in your midfield. And I don't trust your defense. Yeah. At all. Yeah, I think the thing is, I mean, this game, they dug themselves a hole. 2-0 after 17 minutes. And then they managed to come back, pull themselves out of it, and take the lead. 3-2. to two. But what do they do? They squander it. They blew it. They blew it. I mean, I just, I just, I don't know what to say to Liverpool anymore. It's... It's all attack and uh, no defense, no midfield. It's like a, how you'd build an ultimate team. Yeah. Or like how a kid would play like FIFA. They just throw a team together like, yeah, no, this is, yeah, this will work. And it's just it like all out attack. Sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Your defense is like super crap and exposed. Yep, 100%. As for Brighton, it was good to see them put in a good performance. Um you know, Given the, the fact they just had a new manager take yeah. over and stuff, and to see, you know, he'll keep it simple for them and keep, you know, their kind of style of play going before he implements things. So we'll see. But yeah, that's what I like is that he came out and said like, "Hey, 
they're doing pretty good. So I'm not going to like come in here and start changing stuff and like yeah. move to a back five or whatever. or Yeah. Or um, back four or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Change up the system. Moving on. To the game of the future for one team and the game of the past for another. <laughs> Was Southampton really ever a team of the past? Uh, they're going to be soon Oof. in the future. Southampton versus Everton. Lineups for Southampton. Bazunu, KWP. Chaletta Sar making his debut. Chaletta Sar. Um, Larios, the youngster. Yeah, start. he's like a dollar store lever mento. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Bella Kutchep, bottle of ketchup. Maitland Niles, Joey Rebo, James Ward-Prowse, Stu Armstrong, Che Adams, and Sekou Mara. For Everton, team of the future, Jordan Pickford, Tarkovsky, Mikolenko, Coleman, Cody, Onana, Iwobi, Idris Kanagai, uh, McNeil, Gray, and Neil Malpai. That is a menace of a front three right there, if I've ever seen it. <laughs> McNeil, Gray, and Maupai. Dude, let's go. If things were going bad for Everton, you know we'd be shitting on them so hard. They're so insane. They've put together this front three and won a game. <laughs> <laughs> their midfield their midfield and defense is so good that it, it doesn't matter. It really is. Um Game kind of starts off Southampton quite sloppy. Everton creating chances early. But Everton were just getting to the end line and crossing and somehow just like couldn't get anything to go in. They couldn't really get many people on the end of these balls. It yeah. just Everton's attack was quite poor. Yeah, it was really lacking that killer instinct, the final pass, the final shot, um, anything like that. And then Southampton being classic Southampton, was just continuously giving away the ball. Yeah. Uh, they created more chances that the half went on, Southampton, that is, but just not really high-quality ones. Yeah. And I think where this game really breaks down in the first half is Everton were just so dominant in midfield, especially at ball winning. Yeah. will be able to hold on to the ball. Wobie's like the – he's like Kovacic level of just like really good Dude, midfield player go. that can – Hold the ball, control the game for you. Able yeah. to go side to side, kind of that facilitator. Yeah, exactly. Um, Gay has looked okay since coming back. Nothing amazing. I still like Onana. Yeah, I think it works he's a well. Crazy guy. Well, as a three, you know, if yeah. you put him as a two, I think. No, that it's bad. a little sketchy. Yeah. So it goes in halftime, nil nil. Second half, fast start for Southampton as they turn Everton over in midfield. Quickly transition as Adams finds a rebo for 1-0. I don't know what that defense by Everton was because no one tried to close down Joe Rebo. They're just like, yeah. he's going to try and pass, so let him walk it in and shoot. Right. And he walks it to like 11 yards in and rips it. And it's like, what did you think would happen? A surprise Pikachu face. <laughs> yeah, what the hell were you thinking? Um. Yeah, Everton, though, they... They woke up. They said, okay, our turn. Straight back. Just a couple minutes later from oh, a long that free piece. kick. Great ball from Gray. And Onana's header across falls into the path of Connor Cody. And this time it stands. That Onana header. He got up. It was just really nice all around. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
Southampton nearly have a chance after there's a scramble in the Everton third. The ultimate two goals right here. Tarkovsky kind of uncharacteristically has a bad giveaway, but uh, Che Adams has his shot saved. And then just a minute after that, Everton take the lead, go down to the other end. McNeil. There's about to be like a pen and people stopped playing and Dwight McNeil didn't and he ripped it and they scored. Yeah, and he's like, all right, near post OP. It's about time. I think when when's the last time Dwight McNeil scored? 2019, 2020? Didn't score last year at all. Yeah, maybe 20. I'm not sure. Sheesh. Not good. <laughs> but hey, Everton, they do it. Um, Southampton holding a lot of possession since the second goal. Um, cutting down on Everton's ability to impact the game and attack, but they just really lacked that cutting edge. Everton kind of felt yeah. fine to give them that. Southampton's best chance in the second half came to Shaletta Shar, a little back post. Unfortunately, got a little too much on the flick, and it went a bit high. Mm-hmm. That's it. Everton, club of the future. We turned the tides for Everton. We believed it into existence. I looked at him and I said, you know what? Everyone's laughing at him getting these like shit draws. And I'm like, you know what? They're not that bad. If only there was a stock that we could have bought. We'd yeah. be rich. Yeah. Um, 2-1 Everton. Everton getting it going again. Had we known that we would flip on Everton like this, I don't think we could have said that we'd predict Everton to go down. We'd have him back at, the, at finishing like 14th or whatever we had him originally. True. I mean, it's a long season things change we can at least admit when we've seen something that said you know what actually everton they might not be so bad and that happens you know yes but we admit it before other people because we're just that smart that's true all right and on the other hand you have southampton they're coming into their own hassan is about to get sacked and that's very upsetting hassan the unsackable man if they lose by a a lot to man city i guess they're gonna sack him Otherwise, if they don't get a result against West Ham the next week, he's sacked. Yeah. I mean, it really feels like he's dead man walking. Yeah. Which is weird to say because it seems like he hasn't been for a while. But Well, we brought him up as as part of the top seven. And, and I, we should – oh, we'll talk about it in the next game anyways. I was just going to mention that I, I find it interesting because, you know – Southampton, they brought in reinforcements, but they're all younger guys. Yep. You know? So you figure they get more time, but you get more time. Hassan is a guy that seems like he'd like a little more veteran team, anyways. Hmm. So if Southampton want to go true. a different way, and Hassan wants to go a different way, and for the last couple of years, Hassan has not had emotional connections to any of the players. <laughs> that is honestly so funny that he just like. This that makes sense for why he puts out these like random lineups. Yeah, he's literally just like this guy hasn't pissed me off in three weeks. You can play now again. <laughs> he like forgets that he was upset at the guy and he's yeah. Like, All right, you're in. <laughs> I'd like to imagine he just walks in the dressing room and like drops the lineup card and they're like, "All right, all right," and then yeah. he just walks away. Yeah, he like yells something in a foreign language and then yeah. walks out like oh, okay. just his vest and ball cap and yeah i hope he doesn't leave southampton and if he does i hope someone hires that man immediately 
Yeah. Just so I can look at his amazing polos and baseball hats. Moving on, next game, West Ham Wolves. The premier game. The loser Prime leaves time. the loser leaves town battle of the W clubs. How true it was. I know. <laughs> uh to the lineup, Sam. For West Ham, Fabianski, Cresswell, Kurt the Cat Kicker, Zuma, Dawson, Carraher, Carraher, Carraher. Carraher? That just ain't right. You can't put H's and R's Care. next to each other. Uh, Paqueta, Cornet, Bowen, time. Suchek, Rice, and Skamaka. About time. Thank you, David Moyes. You heard our prayers. Uh, you had our prayers. <laughs> you, you heard, heard John Lucas Kamaka fan club. Yes. You heard our prayers. Uh, we thank you, David Moyes. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because they mentioned on the broadcast, like before it started, they were mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we just saw a group of Flamengo fans, like, here to watch Plaqueta. Plaqueta? That's amazing. Yeah. I don't know why I said Plaqueta. Plaqueta. Pe- There's no L in no. this. Plaqueta. That's okay. You what, called me what, out for Zwarma. I'm, I'm <laughs> Zwarma. Need, I don't need to call you out for Plaquetta. Hey, we're not here for pronunciations, okay? Uh, for Speaking Wolves, of pronunciations, get to these. Sa Neves playing the center back in the back three. Oh. Johnny and Kilman. Can we just take a, take a moment that this was <laughs> Bruno Lash's final back line? Neves, Johnny, and Kilman. What an animal. I respect it. He went all out. I don't want any defenders out there. <laughs> I he had to put Kilman out there because he's actually like class. If I must. Um <laughs> Nuri, Semedo, Nunes, Martinho, Neto, Porens, and Guedes. You know what would be funny, you know, I was thinking about with Wolves is like how sometimes you'll have like uh, a foreign manager comes in and can't really communicate with the players. Yes. Um in this case, Lodge is Portuguese and the players are Portuguese. Like, what if they brought in, like, Big Sam and couldn't communicate <laughs> with any of the Portuguese That'd guys? be so good. That'd be so good. I hope they do. I mean, they got to be running out of Portuguese well, managers. Fuck, well, fucking hell. I can't, I can't talk to guys. I don't know any English. There's a fuck Portuguese lot over there. Oh, that'd be so good. Today I learned Daniel Podence was Portuguese. I thought he was French the whole time. No. I thought he was like that one guy. Valbuena. Valbuena. The what you call it? The little guy, the other yeah. little guy, the five three guy who's on like Marseille and stuff. I, yeah, the that's French true. Team. He is French. Yeah. He's, yeah. You just thought they were the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there can Something only like be that. one five three man. True. Uh, to the game, Wolves kind of looked decent early. West Ham looked a bit slow, and then as the first half went on, Wolves didn't look as uh, imposing, and West Ham were playing. Like old West Ham. They actually yeah. kind of had fast build-up play, and they looked to go forward. Yeah, they were actually committing players forward. Suchek was getting forward. Yeah. They had numbers in attack. It was yeah. looking good. All you had to do was put a little pressure on Wolves. They had one center back out there for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and two fullbacks. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, too, to think, like, Oh, now they moved to this back three, this makeshift back three. When they're like, "Oh, we don't need Cody." Yeah, sell him, I, I loan him, and then obligation for four point five mil. Um, first chance 
Uh, yeah, I texted that to you this week. I was like, four. I saw the official figure came out that was like six mil or five mil or something. I was like, who the hell? Who four point okay- five mil. Who okayed that? <laughs> what four mil? He's an England international. He might be like twenty nine, but what the hell are you doing? Four point five mil gets you like half a goalpost. That gets you like J Ling's on a free. <laughs> That's what that gets you. <laughs> Speaking of Jay Links. Um, but anyways, West Ham, kind of their first chance of the game, 16th minute. Jared Bowen looked up for the match, cut inside, had a shot, fell to Skamaka, but couldn't get his feet sorted. Yeah, that was unlucky. Um, 29th minute, again, Jared Bowen's nice move leads to a block, and then it falls to Skamaka, who rips a oh, shot. My. The, the touch to volley it to himself. Very nice. I mean, West Ham weren't starting this guy, and his choices came down to PSG and West Ham. Yeah. Why was this guy not starting? I don't know. David Moyes is a man set in his ways. I need Mikel Antonio out there. He can't do anything, but yeah. I love him. Um, Wolves had some possession, but there were quite a few injuries uh, during the first half, kind of a stop-start first yeah. half. Second half, Traore with a chance, going just wide. This game reminded me how much I hate that guy. It just bothers me when he gets subbed on with his stupid, oily <laughs> arms. It's like, come on, dude, stop. You're on the bench for Wolves. You're a loser. <laughs> a team that can't score, and you're freaking oiling up. Like, stop, please. <laughs> Reminds me of something like in the house where someone's like a super sweaty tryhard, but they absolutely suck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, three minutes later, Jared Bowen gets his goal. Lay cut inside, man. He's the new Aryan Robin. Yeah. Has a little snapshot at the near Saw post. was not ready for that near post rip at all. And it, quite frankly, yeah. I wasn't either. I wasn't either. Yeah. It was, it was unexpected. Yeah. But he looked like he was really up for this match. And yeah, he had a point to prove. Yeah. Um, Wolves. And they broke his finger. Yeah, that was pretty messed up. <laughs> Wolves had some possession, but they were really doing nothing with it. And West Ham were looking pretty solid defensively. Diego Costa got subbed on. Yeah. And he, he was had, like, what the hell is going on? He scored, he scored a goal. He's offside. He had a chance to score another goal, and he headed it just wide. Yeah. Um, Poden scored. He was offside. Wolves were Wolves were having a tough time staying onside. Yeah, they sure did. And they had a tough time, really, with any cutting edge in the second half, and that's why they lost two nil. That's why Bruno Lage is out. Official. We talked about it. We put him. Yeah. Did you put him second in the power rankings? Roll back the tapes. I think one of us had him second. One had third. I think I had him third. Yeah, um, possibly. I know I had Cooper. Who, yeah, Cooper first. I had Cooper one, which, how that man's, <laughs> I we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll that get is to... that is wild. Who else did I say? Gerard. I think I had Gerard too. Hassan whereas you had, I had Hassan at like sixth. I still don't believe he's did gonna we be have second. six? I thought we had five. We had seven guys that we ranked. I think. Um, regardless. Yeah. I had it I had Gerard two, and Lodge three, and I'm pretty sure you had Lodge two and someone else three, Moyes maybe three or something like that. Yeah, we but, saw it coming though. 
Yeah. A lot of people And other didn't. people people were surprised. I, how long can you get away with not scoring fucking goals? Yeah. You ha- Burnley has scored more goals in the Premier League since last April than Wolves. And Wolves have been playing for April, May, August, September, and now the beginning of October. Yeah. I mean, that they've had three extra months. It's bad. It's bad. It is bad. But um, there were rumors that they're going to go after... Bunch of different guys. Lopetegui or whatever that yep, guy's name. from Sevilla. After he got sacked from Sevilla. Even before he got up. sacked, they're just like, you know what, you can come in for an interview. Yeah. There's a couple other guys rumored... Apparently, Steve Cooper was one. If he got sacked, they would have brought him in. I, was I like, saw what? he was rumored to Wolves and to Southampton. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love this like <laughs> nonsensical stuff that is going on. Yeah. Just like guy gets sacked, like, all right, bring him in. Yeah. We don't care. Uh, I would bet it's Lopetegui, but... Is he Portuguese? No, he's Spanish. That's what I thought. Yep. So I was he like, managed the well. He's the guy that close. managed the Sp- Spanish national team, right? And had him like undefeated for the longest time, and then right before the World Cup, they had to sack him. There's some controversy. Yeah, they had to sack him like a month before the World Cup, and it was like, wow. Yeah, I don't even remember what it was. I think that's why I hold a hold a contempt for Spain because I actually liked them and thought they'd do real well that World Cup, and then they sacked him. I was like, why would you do that? Yeah, you idiots. All right, moving on Speaking to of idiots. Sunday matches. We have one bald idiot and one bald fraud. You decide who. <laughs> to the lineups. Force City, Adairson, Walker, Ake, Cancelo, Akanji, Gundawan, De Bruyne, Silva, Holland, Jackie Grealish, Phil Fodes, for United, De Gea, Martinez, Malasia, Buran, Dalot, Fernandes, Erickson, Anthony, Sancho, McTominay, and Rashford. Rashford! Um, Casemiro left on the bench. Ronaldo left on the bench. Ronaldo left on the bench. Luke Shaw left on the bench. Facundo Pellistri left on the bench. Yeah. Fred left on the bench. (laughs) This was the battle of the ultimate uh, elite 17s of the league, Fred and Kevin De Bruyne. True. Uh. To the game we go. United's defense bum rushed early. Mad scrambles kept out, but you could tell from the off this was going to be a long afternoon. Yeah. Three minutes in, and there's already a scramble in the box. Uh, Man used defense, I thought, just right off the bat, was not wide enough. They were not wide enough, and then the layers uh, of their defense in midfield were not scattered yeah. enough. Yeah. And it was just, it was going to be way too easy to pick passes all game long. And that's what you get as Phil Foden is found on a cutback pass for an early 1 0 lead. Bernardo Silva with the assist. Big free kick chance for Ilkai Gindawan hitting the post. City were just able to do whatever they wanted this game, I tell you that much. Yeah. Um, Grealish had a chance to. Ended up not scoring, tipped over the bar. Um, eventually, they get a second. Erling Holland off the corner is cleared almost off the line, but it was already over. 2 0 for City. And then a little 
Man City transition, a little counterattack for the third goal. So good. De Bruyne, a little dirty ball over the manlet himself. He can't jump high enough. Lissandra Martinez, it's dropped in Erling Holland. That ball was absolutely filthy. Providing what Sam would call the sauce. The and sauce. Erling Holland roofs it. It's already 3 0. And then for 4 0, right before half, Erling Holland with a nice little through ball. Um, another counterattack by City as De Bruyne gets up to Holland. Holland with a nice square ball across Phil Foden, wide open. Forsky on their head. Yeah, it just looked like every time City was running at the United defense that they were going to score. Yes. Very scary. Goes into halftime, 4-0. United fans leaving the game in shambles. Yeah, but your guy. Sam texts me live during this game, <laughs> says, where's Anthony? Guy's done nothing this entire game. Invisible. 100 million pound man, my ass. And then he gets an ultimate garbage time goal that does not matter. He might say, well, there's a whole half left. How's that garbage time? It was 4-0. United couldn't even build out of their own half in the first half when City were trying. It's garbage time. It was a nice goal, but, um, yeah, too little, too late. Uh, 64th minute, City at a fifth. Holland completing his hat trick. Mm. Nice cross from Jack Grealish. That makes it three hat tricks in three consecutive home games for Erling Holland. That's a new record. He's on pace to score 65 goals. <laughs> this guy is like a human cheat code. Erlings. Erlings. This guy. He's what Jay Lings thing. aspires to be. <laughs> <laughs> He's insane, dude. Um, and then in the 73rd minute, the double hat trick as Foden gets his third. Another assist from Holland. Unbelievable. The three goals, two assist game for Holland. And then United go into garbage time goal mode. Oh, yes. Martial. And Welcome to Manchester United, Anthony Martial. Martial with the brace. Yes. 6-2. And, man, you fans are saying, hey, we won the second half. 3-2. to two. It was pretty sloppy from City, I thought. Well, no shit. I mean, who cares? You're up 6-1. Yeah. I mean, Pep cares. Pep cares. I know that. Sit down. I know he wasn't happy. With Nobody that. talk. Nobody talk. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, this was kind of what we were looking to see. I didn't think it would be this evident or this bad by United. I thought it would be more, you know, two or three nil. But we were pretty hot with our predictions in terms of like yeah, where results. it was yeah, like United getting battered. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Brentford draw, um, Everton winning. Yeah, we were on fire. Did you say Arsenal was going to win? Yes. Okay. Then... Draw, maybe? You said that they were going to lose. I said 2-2 draw. Yeah. I did say Chelsea 2-1 victory at Palace. Genius. Yeah. I forget uh, I predicted I predicted. A, I predicted a draw for uh, the next game. We're going to get to Villa Leeds. Because I couldn't decide a winner, so it worked out. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, City, they're obviously amazing. Holland's great. Yeah. Foden, we might have to semi-apologize to him. Yeah. He's there. He's yeah. there when it has to... Someone has to be there. He does a good job. I had that thought, too. I, was I like, just need my okay, guy. I just I need my guy, Grealish. Yeah. Need him to get rolling a bit. Gucci Grealish. Yep. DJ Grillo. 
He's doing is there DJ any way that Mares gets back in this team for games that matter? They just let him play Champions League group stage games and like Carabao Cup games. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think now it's I think Jackie Grealish in the side. Yeah. Uh as for United, I mean start playing Casemiro, would you? Why'd you buy him if you're gonna start freaking <laughs> McTominay. Bruno Casemiro. It's <laughs> just so stupid. Like you could see it coming. Like okay, I couldn't. Me and Mister Ten Hag could not. Just because you got results doesn't mean that the team. But that's what we talked about. Doesn't with need changes. United, where they got results and they like had this faith. Yeah. And it's like you didn't play well. You just you're grinding out shitty one nils, and that's not what you're going to be able to do against good teams. Yeah, exactly. Beating Southampton one nil is a bit different than having to go to city yeah moving on to the next match. i hated this game this is my least favorite game of the week somehow <laughs> leeds versus aston villa the lineups melier cock cooper strike christensen aronson roca harrison adams sinistera rodrigo you know rodrigo's 31 no i didn't know that i thought it was like 27 <laughs> martinez consa mings Augustinson, Young, Luis, McGinn, Ramsey, Watkins, Coutinho, Bailey. Well, I tell you what. Leeds looked very aggressive early on, and they looked a whole lot faster. Mm-hmm. Villa kind of settled it down as the half went on, taking the pace out of the game and stuff, and just blatantly time-wasting. Dude, I was going to say that. It was and they did not ridiculous. Want, they did not want any openness to the game. Um. Started to get more possessions as the half goes on, but the chances were really just not there. The most entertaining part of this game was tempers flaring. You're yes. bound to have that with like John McGinn and Douglas Louise out there, an angry Scott and an angry Brazilian. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous. Yeah, it was interesting because Leeds, like you were saying, controlling possession in the first half, weren't able to create really anything at all. Uh, but Villa didn't have much possession but they were the team that at least had some shots on target yeah they had, they had five they looked re- they looked real good ripping them right at melier yes nice soft saves that's true i saw some people's team of the week and they had like melier up there and i was like he didn't he didn't do, do that much yeah um sinistera flashed the ball but rodrigo couldn't get a toe on it that was and Rodrigo had a shot that went wide. Uh, so many fouls. Yeah. Like, it it felt like there was a record amount of fouls. There might have been. It's crazy. Many, there's a good amount of cards in the first half, wasn't there? Or am I crazy? Let me look. Um, Villa had a couple of chances towards the end of the first half, but... Uh, four four cards in the first half. Of this straight game. at Melier. Goes in a halftime, nil-nil. Second half... Sinister in the second yellow minute. gets a second yellow card. Absolutely <laughs> stupid, <laughs> preventing the free kick from being taken, and gets nice one, fella. Sending off orders, and if you're if you're Leeds, you gotta be so pissed because you're, you know, the better side. The better this. side. Now you're gonna have to just kind of manage what you can get. Yeah, uh, Coutinho had a flying volley that hit off the post. Watkins couldn't get the rebound on target and Bamford had a chance saved and then Aronson's follow-up also saved 
Villa fans kind of starting to turn on my boy Ollie Watkins. Please sell him. Sell him to any team, and I bet he'll do better than he's doing on Villa because his Villa side right now is putrid. Hey, unbeaten in, unbeaten in their last three. Hey. Stevie G is at the wheel. Yeah, big big congratulations are, uh, are due for Mr. Villa. <laughs> And Steven Gerrard. Mr. Villa. <laughs> Mr. Villa Gerrard is what we call him. Uh, he encapsulates Aston Villa. I I don't know. I don't think they'll ever figure out Coutinho, Bailey, Buendia rotation. I don't think they can. Yeah. I don't think Coutinho is really any good anyways. No. I think he should be dropped. Yeah. Like for a while. Yeah. So anyways, finishes nil-nil. Somehow feels like a disappointing result for both teams. Yeah, I feel more disappointing in uh, in Leeds given how they're playing, and they kind of needed a bit, yeah, of a pick me up win to get going again. I would say, but Villa, I mean, it's yeah. it's disappointing in a sense because you know you could have capitalized on it too. Yeah, you had a whole half where you're you're going against the Leeds man. shit defense. Yeah. And you can't manufacture something. And all so. you can muster up is some shots like straight at the goalkeeper. That's nice. That's yeah. good. I think that's good tactics. So, yeah, a point shared for both teams. Oh, to the final match. To the final match. This was, this was amazing. In like the worst possible way, it was amazing. The last derby of the weekend, Leicester da, City da, versus da, Forest. Da, da, da. Danny Ward and that James Justin <laughs> Voot Foss and Johnny Evans Yeah, Sonia <laughs> This is the whole time for us again Commit to the bit Barnes, Tielemans, Madison, Dewsbury Hall And Didi, Vardy For Forrest Henderson, Cook Williams, McKenna, Lodi, Gibbs, White, Lingard, O'Brien, Johnson, Kuyate, Awani, Awani, Awani. Um, yeah, this one, big chance for Lester on five minutes, but Mr. Dewsbury Hall heads it just wide. Yeah, should have scored. Lester looking lively, early. Um, many chances for Lester. Uh through but the crosses just really couldn't find anyone i don't know how forest go into these games and don't just sit back tottenham style i mean they kind of get they pushed any, into it but they not. have any teams like have to do that yeah but they just don't um with that said they create a chance off the counterattack and a whiny one-on-one with Ward, hits the post. Hits the post. Hits the post. Um, it's crazy how many post hits we've had. Yeah. Yeah, that was a golden opportunity, uh, especially since Leicester was so dominant in that first 20 minutes. And then a few minutes later, a terrible giveaway from Jay Links himself yeah, outside that was, his own box. That was great. That was a nice clearance to it, nobody. Oh, wait, it went right to James Madison. <laughs> Leads to a shot from James Madison that takes a big deflection and goes in. Just two minutes later, Harvey Barnes hits for a quick second for Lester with a nice curling shot uh, from the edge of the box. 
and then the music is really just it's just on loop still yeah it's still on loop they didn't know what happened and then they just kept playing the song nothing better when it just hits like back to back i mean yeah it, it it hits different when it does that and i love it uh madison free kick to oh. make it 3-0. Fantastic. Mint. Nothing Dean Henderson can do about any of this shit. Goes in halftime, 3-0. Second half, um, you know, Forrest creating a couple chances early on, but it, it truly doesn't matter. Yeah, there was, like, truly a... a um, I had the word for it... Uh, a, a, a clown show in this chance where uh Awanyi kind of got in behind and Danny Ward is coming off his line and he's just kind of in no man's land. Yeah. And Awanyi just kind of shoots it at him and then the rebound falls to Brennan Johnson who has like the worst first touch ever. <laughs> All he needed was like a decent touch. He's and done he this scored. before though. What was it the game against Fulham? He was played through. Yeah. And he just had a, just a horrible touch. It's like what the hell is wrong with your foot, man? <laughs> he's got he's got the lead foot. Yeah, what the heck? Uh Lester at a fourth in the seventy third minute. What a goal from Pats and Daka, the back heel flick. Yeah. James from Madison. Lester win it four nil. What a statement win. Wow. The KP was rocking. I gotta say, respect to the Lester fans. Uh they had good vibes for good, the team. Good vibes from from the very first minute. You know, I appreciate that when the I, team's struggling, then you still support the team. I don't know what to tell you about Forrest. This they is suck. bad. This is <laughs> really suck. bad. This is like worse than. This is on par with Norwich of last year. I don't think it can be worse than Norwich. I think Lodi is going to have nightmares of getting absolutely toasted. Yeah. He's like, bring me back to that Lodi Co. where I can play against some farmers. Not James Madison. James Madison. What a player. He's asking to be bought. He's. He's not asking him. He's demanding to be bought by someone. Who that someone is, I don't know. Yeah, he's been one of the informed players for the past year or so. Scenes when United sell Bruno and buy James Madison. I was thinking Newcastle seems kind no, of like a logical that, that fit, makes more sense. But I like your option better. Bruno to Newcastle and then... No, Bruno just Bruno out Bruno of my G life, so I don't have to be disappointed by watching that guy. He he sold his soul for that first season, and then he even died. after that he was fine. It's just like he really got run down, and I don't think yeah. he's ever recovered. Yeah, team of the sure. week, team of the week, team of the week, team of the week. <laughs> yes, Fabianski, Trippier, Ben Me. Chris Meppham, Reese James, James Madison, Kevin De Bruyne, Thomas Partey, Phil Foden, Erling Haaland, Leo Trossard. Let's go. That's the only way to do it. Let's go. The two center backs, one from each team in the uh, Brentford and uh, whatchamacall game? Bournemouth. Bournemouth game. Yeah. Had to be done. All right. Match week 10. This might be the most I'm looking forward to a Leicester game in a while because I I don't know what to expect out of either of these sides. Yeah. Bournemouth versus Leicester. Vitality. Yeah. What are you looking at in this one? I'm I'm kind of looking more <clears throat> towards 
can Bournemouth's attack kind of keep with that efficient model they've been going against, especially with going against Leicester's crap defense, which looked yeah. okay last game, but that's not saying much. They weren't tested very much. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then can Leicester's attack keep piling on the pressure against Bournemouth, who looked to be a solid defense so far? Yeah, especially at home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely would like to see Leicester keep the vibes, keep the mojo going. And like I was saying last week, Leicester are better than 20th place. Hank didn't believe me, but I believe. I still think they're a relegation team. I'm going to say 2-1 Leicester. Okay, I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Next match, Chelsea versus Wolves at the bridge. Who in the hell is the manager of Wolves this week? They don't. They didn't hire anyone officially. They're gonna the interim find some Portuguese guy off the street, throw yeah. him on the bench. Diego Costa is gonna be in this game. He's gonna be roughing it up. I'm not happy for it. The return. I wish we could have played Wolves and then they signed Diego Costa. Makes me sad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Grand Potter has any rotation in his team or if he just sticks with the same team. Um, Fofana obviously hurt, so there's going to be at least a slight bit of rotation as he's out a few weeks for Chelsea. Um, I would say Chelsea 2-0. I'm going to say 3-0. I'll be interested to see if uh, Gallagher gets a start. City-Southampton, the Eddie had. Can City... Can City bury the man who's yeah, – we don't think it's possible for him to be sacked. Can they put the final nail in the coffin? I think this goes one of two ways. Either City win 9-0 or Southampton wins like 2-1. to one. There can only be one of those two options. And I'm leaning I, more towards the 9-0. I, I don't think either of those are – gonna happen i think city have a bit of a drop-off game they just had a big derby southampton backs to the wall maybe hans gets them going a bit this is where southampton excels when i know people are really counting them out yeah i'm gonna go with a 2-1 city win all right i'm gonna say nine nil city okay newcastle brentford at st james this was a hell of a game last year finished 3-3 yeah this is gonna be a tough one for brentford they're Kind of going through it. Yeah, you know, they're still holding on well, but Newcastle's really clicking right now. Um, I like the way that their midfield played against Fulham, uh, the way that they're yeah. able to uh, get trippier in the spots they want them to to swing those balls in. And, uh, you know, you have a healthy Callum Wilson. I don't think Isak's back for this one, but at least you have Wilson. We go uh, Newcastle 3 1. I say Newcastle 3 0. Brighton, Tottenham, Amex. Oh, man. I feel like this is going to be one of those Tottenham games where they just pull it out, get the win. Really? What are you looking at in this game as far as matchups? You know, because I, 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 I mean, Brighton are going to be able to hold the ball. It's just a matter yeah. can Tottenham counter against them because Brighton honestly do a good job of preventing teams from countering yeah I mean they were exposed against Liverpool conceded three goals so I think there is some gaps there I think Tottenham will win 2-0 okay I'm gonna go Brighton 2-0 all 
All right. On to Sunday's game. Uh, Crystal Palace versus Leeds at Selhurst. This should be a good one. Yes, yes. Lots of, lots of energy. Uh, Palace, love the midfield. I love the pressure that they'll be putting on Leeds' back line, especially. I saw the way that Palace was playing an attack against Chelsea. If they're making Chelsea work, they'll definitely make Leeds work. Um, only way I could see this working for Leeds is if their press is able to kind of throw Palace for fits. Don't think that'll be the case, but it should be an open, aggressive game. I'm going to go Crystal Palace. Oh, we'll just go uh, 3-1. I think this one's a must-win for Crystal Palace. They got to get going, get some wins. Um, I think they'll do well. I think 2-0. West Ham Fulham. Can Fulham bounce back after that brutal defeat? I would like if they're playing someone other than West Ham. I like the way West Ham looked yeah. last week. Um especially, you know, the way that their attack was looking mainly. Can Fulham Fulham are gonna have Paulinho back? It'll make it harder on West Ham. That's one thing True. we didn't mention about yeah. Fulham. You could tell Paulinho was not in there. <laughs> That's a good Because they, they had uh no one at one point because Chalba got a red. So uh, I don't feel great about picking West Ham for a victory, but I don't feel great about, you know, picking Fulham to grab a point at West Ham. Yeah. I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham. Mitrovic goal, but I don't feel great about it. I think I'll say 1-0 West Ham. A real grind it out. It's a Thomas Suchek crap header goal off of... Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Arsenal-Liverpool... At the Emirates. How can this game be on same time as Everton United? Who the hell came up with that? It's not. It's that oh, my gosh. One o'clock our time. <laughs> wow. On a Sunday? That's wild. That is weird. That's a late game. Yeah. Um, They want to hide this from everyone's eyes whenever to know it. Arsenal-Liverpool. Liverpool's midfield is just, I can't trust it. Yeah. I really can't. I get that. Um, th- whatever reason Klopp gets results against Arsenal, I just can't see it in this one for that particular reason. I don't I'm gonna know. Say, Liverpool scares me, man. I'm going to say uh, 2-1 Arsenal. I think I think Liverpool, they just scare me. They Yeah, they have your number they in the have, past. They have our number. But I, I genuinely don't. I don't know how you can trust their midfield. It's so bad. It is actually so bad. I think it'll be 3-1 Liverpool. Oh, my goodness. This guy's <laughs> anti-jinx is pathetic. Everton, United. It's pathetic as United playing Christian Eriksen as defensive midfielder. Goodison's going to be rocking. We called that Everton would get at least one win out of these, like that next run they had of West Ham, and then they play United this week, and they play someone else big coming up, and we figured they'd win one. They already did win one. Yep. And they built off that with a win against Southampton. Can they make it three on the trot against United? I don't think they'll win, but I think a draw is possible. I think that it's going to be one of those games where they probably deserve to win, and I don't know if they get a draw or a loss, but 
And I'll just say, I think Everton's going to win 1 0. Dude, let's go. I think so. I'm going to say 1 1. Yeah, that's what I was kind of leaning towards, but I'm going to go with 1 0. All right, last one. The Monday night team. Nottingham Forest, Nottingham. prime time. Oh, we didn't even talk about uh, Steve Cooper. So there was a bunch of rumors that he was going to get sacked, and then they come out and they're like, hey, contract extension for Steve Cooper. In the in the ultimate twist. This might be the ultimate Uno reverse card I've ever seen in my life. Crazy. What what the how does that even happen? You get stomped by Lester. And then you in get, last place. And you get a vote of confidence by here's a contract <laughs> extension. I bet they sack him by I bet they sack him by January. Before the World Cup. You think even that soon? Yeah, I think so. I mean we have uh When's the World Cup start? November. Start of November? And like more 10th? like, yeah, like early to mid-November. He's got a good month here. There's probably like a good five games. Yeah. I think so. I th- okay. I think he'll last maybe like two games at most, and then they sack him, and it'll be so funny and also sad. I mean, respect to Steve Cooper. I mean, He's trying to what see can it out. Do? Tough spot, but yeah. Well, again, we played the... Uh, one of us is going down slash loser leaves town match for a couple games last week. It was the West Ham Wolves one. This it's I think there's just gonna be we're in the part where it's loser leaves town for just the rest of the year. Dude, well not I for the rest it. of the year, but a good stretch. And each, it's each match this week is, has one game. Yeah, and that's this one. <laughs> the battle Ger- royale Gerard, to the death. Gerard and Cooper on the brink. Um Yeah, I mean this game it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be quite boring. Yeah. Your hope is that if you're Villa, you're able to hit some counters, but I don't trust your defense enough to where they can stop Forrest because sometimes Forrest are frisky. I I don't know why they don't just start Dennis. I know he hasn't looked yeah. that great, but I think get him out there for should. a full for a full like at least sixty as a starter just to see. Yeah, we saw Awanyi squander his chances. Yeah, Jesse Lingard. Needs to be benched. The man sucks. Permanently. Yeah, permanently. Jailing. He's, he's so trash. Uh, <laughs> Villa, if they can't score on forced defense, then... My boy Watkins is getting a goal in this game. Call it a season because he, he plays. can't score against anyone. I feel like it'll be Danny Ings. You think like Ings brace? He boosts his stats to look like semi-respectable because he gets like two, two in like... Uh, a game, but like multiple times. He'll have like three games where he actually scores, but he gets like seven goals combined in those three games. And you're like, yeah. oh, he had eight goals on the year. And you're like, wait, seven of them came in four games. Yeah. So you think Villa's going to win? Do I think Villa's going to win? Yeah. Mm, I guess. Just by the I'm, fact that Forrest is pretty bad. Maybe like 2 0 Villa. I'm going to go with a 1 1 draw. Okay. Yeah, that's I, probably more likely. I don't feel good nil, about nil. it. <laughs> no, the defenses are too crap. It might be 2-2, but I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Yeah. What's your prediction for the week? Who's getting a goal? My prediction for the week. Don't it, say Diego Costa. Don't say Diego Costa. <laughs> don't, say, don't say Diego Costa. Don't say Diego Costa. I think, uh, let's see. I think we're going to get, I'm not going to say James Madison. That's just stupid. Who's scoring for Newcastle? That's your prediction. Who's scoring for Newcastle? 
Almiron continues. Wilson popping up. I think Wilson uh, will score. Yeah. It seems like anytime he's in the lineup, it's like a 75% chance that he scores. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we always like Maybe Cal even Wilson. Multiple. It's just the, the injuries with him. So. I'll say Cal Wilson brace just to make it a little oh, more space. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Almiron last week, Wilson this week. I thought you might go with the Aubameyang hat trick. <laughs> and then he's sold the PSG for 25 mil. Double the profit on him. Aubameyang versus Costa. Let's go. <laughs> it's a cursed timeline. It? Put Aubameyang on Wolves. <laughs> Give us Diego back. All right. That's it. That's it. Another week in the books. Keep watching on YouTube. Keep listening on Spotify. Keep doing your thing. Until next week. We have Friday match. Friday the match. next one. That'll be exciting. So have a Thursday pod. Yes. It's Thursday pod, yeah. Yeah. Exciting. And then mid mid midweek uh, match week next week. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Soon. And Thursday games. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. The worst. Yeah. All right. All right. Until well. next week. Adios. Adios, cyber Peace. criminals. Amigos. We're on guard. <laughs> <laughs>